You're listening to The Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly, now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details. And now, your host, Brendan Dilly. Good morning, MAGA. Welcome to The Dilly Show. I am your host, author Brendan Dilly. It's my book right here. Still breathing the wisdom and teachings of a perfectly flawed man. You can pick that up on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or any other major book retailer. If you love this show, support this show. Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show for as little as $5 a month. You can support the show and make sure we continue to churn out incredible content. Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. Another great place to listen to The Dilly Show is right here at bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. Bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. This is where you can download the podcast daily so you can listen to it on your drive home and don't crash the car trying to look at the screen. So that's bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. Check that out today. All right. Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday. It's the fucking 12th. May 12th, 2023. Dank memes to start this show. I'll play one of them again because DLive didn't start on time. So Phantom Shadow, Ramble Rants, and Magical Trevor Trevor missed their incredible meme that they made. <laughs> it's so good. And then DLive started working as soon as they had finished. Uh, and then the follow-up meme to that was, Lauren Eve and Magical Trevor, it was a really good Trump meme, but uh, we will replay the, the spooky, scary uh, meme that the boys had created uh, later on in this broadcast during the show. I uh, hope you guys are having a good Friday. I'm having a great Friday, and uh, I am just sort of uh, mulling over what we got in front of us right now. There's a lot of things going on in this country, a lot of arguments going on in this country. I see glimmers of hope. And, uh, and, and some of the, the reason for hope, unfortunately, is the chaos. No other way to say it. Um, the more Joe Biden fucks up, the more likely Donald Trump wins and wins going away. So we are living through what I think will probably be the most hellacious 19 months uh, in American history. Um, I think we are going to have uh, to survive it. And I mean that in the literal sense of the word survival. Um, so we'll talk about that on today's broadcast because it can be done. We, it will be done, um, but it doesn't mean it's not going to get really, really ugly in the meantime, dealing with what is happening down at the southern border, ungodly and uh, uh, illegal, uh, unlawful. I think that there's going to be an entire industry. If I was, if I was a, uh, a betting man, I'd start positioning right now my security firm to rebrand as a border remove or an illegal immigrant removal tact, uh, ta task force in the private sector. I'm telling you right now, by the time Trump gets back, the mass deportation will become its own industry. Just like we have these cottage industries of prisons, private prisons, I believe you're going to need a mass deportation private uh, industry that rivals that of the private prison industry because you're going to have so many fucking illegal immigrants in this country that the only way you could possibly, possibly save it is by essentially bringing in the private sector to fix what government never could. So if you wanted to make a gazillion dollars on government contracts, start yourself a border, uh, an illegal immigrant removal service in the private industry. I don't even know if you could do it. I'd look into it, though. I'd look into it, though. 
I'm not joking. I'd put money behind that because I'm telling you right now, they're going to do it. And if you don't think that Donald Trump, when he's president, won't sign contracts with private industry to remove illegal uh, immigrants, you're fucking dead ass wrong. He absolutely would. As a matter of fact, you'd probably end up with some giant contract from the federal government as long as you're not greedy. So just an idea for those of you with that kind of security military background. <laughs> it's about to get ugly. We'll talk about it, though, on today's broadcast. Got a lot to talk about. Got to talk about that. Got to talk about Meatball DeSantis. All systems go. He's going to blow us away with shitty endorsements from GOP governors that nobody gives a fuck about. He's going to blow us away with influential uh, fucking endorsements from uh, influencers on social media whom we've already probably blocked because they're cunts. He's going to blow us away with absolutely no actual original policy ideas of his own. And he's going to announce that he's running for president in about three weeks, allegedly. Uh, nothing says, yes, I'm going into this campaign like a powerhouse, uh, like free-falling 30 fucking points in the polls leading into your announcement. Wow, genius decision. Why is he doing it? Because all of the people involved in politics are trying to stop Donald J. Trump. I no longer believe that DeSantis is there to stop Trump. I believe that DeSantis is there to distract Trump uh, from starting a general election campaign against Biden. I firmly believe that DeSantis' whole function is to run interference and prolong the shift to a general election campaign for as long as humanly possible. And this is why you must run them both parallel to one another. Parallel to one another, because if you don't, you're going to have a problem. So we're going to talk about that on today's broadcast. We're going to answer all of your Q&A questions. Plus, we've got Dilly in the Wild, so it's going to be a big show for you. Happy Mother's Day to all of you mothers out there. I uh, adore you, and uh, just know that you are beloved. Everybody just loves you guys. Loves it. What, what a thing to be a mom, huh? What a thing to be a mom. Bring life into the world. Hmm? Cultivate, curate life. What an incredible thing. I know all about it. It comes from my balls. But, uh, yeah, you get to do the majority of the heavy lifting. I'm just saying it starts there. It starts in my scrotum. But you do all the heavy lifting. I am not going to take that from any of the mothers out there. I know. Isn't it? It's great. No, seriously, though. We love the moms out there. We appreciate you. And uh, I think it's a really cool thing that I get to promote my mom on this show. I do. I just feel good about it. That's, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of moms that watch this show. Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> Trevor. <laughs> you motherfucker. Uh, nobody reads Trevor. No one reads Trevor's comedies. <laughs> that was not appropriate. Uh. Lauren Eve says, it is the best job ever. You know what, though, Lauren Eve? You say that because you never got to be a food tester at a five-star dining restaurant, which I haven't either, but I'd imagine. Mom is pretty good, but... Just trying food all day at a fancy place sounds even better. Just saying. I'm just saying. How is everybody? You guys good? Yeah, I got a special mom in this house. You guys know who that is, right? You guys know there's a special mom in my house? Oh, yeah. It's my smoke show of a wife, Randy. Rihanna. It's, she's Rihanna to the kids. That She's a full-blown woman. She's only Randy to you fucking degenerates. That's right. Happy Mother's Day to my beloved wife as well. Is she in the chat today? I, didn't, I, I haven't got to read the chat much. Other than because Trev said something funny and it was inappropriate. There she is. Hi, wife. We love you. Happy Mother's Day to Randy. 
so many good moms in the chat. Tiffy's in there. Lauren Eve's in there. There's our Rianne. Rianne's in there hanging out. Got to take it easy. Got to take it easy. I tell the wife this all the time. You got to take it easy. You got to. There's a dance to life. Dance to life. You push, you pull, you go fast, you slow down. And, uh, you know, the moment, like the whole thing goes by really fucking quick. For all of you grandmas out there, you know what I'm talking about, right? Seemed like just yesterday you were getting ready to have your first baby. And you blink and now you're a, you're a grandma, right? Yeah, and the next thing you know, you wake up and you're a grandma. You're like, where the hell, where did the time go? You know, one of our uh, big fans in the show, and I met him at the Dilly Meetup, Paul. Great guy. I got your email, Paul. I, I, see, I see your stuff. I don't know. I like all your stuff on Twitter, but he seems to think that we forgot about him. We didn't forget about you, bro. But Paul, one of our Dilly 300 members, is super excited because he's going to be a grandfather for the first time ever. He's all excited about it. You should be, dude. Congratulations. It's a big deal. Stop smoking, you cunt. You can't be around the... If you stop drinking, which he did, congratulations. But now you got to stop smoking, fucker. Because you have to be around for the grandkids. You have to teach them how to fish, and you have to teach them how to do shit. So shout out to Paul and his uh, being, a, being a grandpa for the first time. See, that seems like a pretty awesome job is being grandpa. You get to say all the dirty and funny jokes. You get to te teach them all the favorite parts of life, but then you don't have to deal with all the bullshit either. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I mean, that's a pretty good gig, dude. Enjoy that shit. Yeah. All right, we'll get going. How do you become Dilly 300? You have to go to subscribestar.com forward slash the Dilly Show and leave a tip of $1,000. And then depending on what your comment is with the $1,000, we'll consider. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't want to be a bear of bad news, but if you weren't here in 2018, 2019, you probably can't become Dilly 300. No, I'm just joking. We'll let you in. I don't know what the parameters are. We let the, uh, we let the fucking the, the Dilly 300 police their own. Yeah, we let the Dilly 300 police their own. So you guys, I, I don't know. They, they can fucking tell you what the uh, parameters are. Yeah. You guys can just, uh, they police their own. <laughs> Miguel Forty says it used to be 250. <laughs> uh, now you guys, they police their own. You got to figure out how to get yourself in the door. But, uh. Yeah, dude, it's been a great week. It's really been a great week. I was a little quieter yesterday um, on social media simply because it's been, I mean, fuck, my noodle is baked. Uh, still grinding, as you can imagine. Uh, the account grows, which means your opinions become more important, in my, in my opinion. You've got to make sure you're getting the, the, hitting the mark and, and make sure you're highlighting the things that matter most while also uh, having fun and uh, being dank. <laughs> Yeah, you don't do, need to do a thousand bucks, dude. I was just joking. I was joking. You can, you, they'll let you know. <laughs> that was just a joke. Trump's up 28 in Florida. Which poll is that, devil, devil dog? We got, I mean, that's a nice little update. Let me go check. Where do we got that? That's a, according to uh, Florida Atlantic University's got Trump up 28 head to head against DeSantis. That's, yeah, it's over. Yeah, that's, that's, that's over. We already knew that. DeSantis isn't going to go up from here. He's, he's going to, he's, Trump head-to-head -head is up 28. Are you fucking kidding me? Give me a break. You're not, you're not uh, winning over Trump voters. Not happening. Everybody knows what the uh, play is right now. The play right now is, and this is what they're doing. They're telling their mega donors and they're telling all of their influencers, 
to hold on, Donald Trump's going down. I want you to understand something. They are banking on him going to jail. They're banking on the uh, Department of Justice bringing seditious conspiracy charges against him. We've known this, though. We've talked about it on the show. They're banking on that happening. They, are, they believe that they're going to be able to win uh, by default. They believe they're going to be able to win by default. And uh, they're not. Not at all. Not at all. I don't think they understand. If you go forward with that level of uh, persecution of Donald Trump, if you bring something like that against Donald Trump, there ain't going to be an election in 24. I'm just going to leave it at that. If you bring that level of persecution from the Department of Justice and law enforcement against Donald Trump, there will not be an election in 2024. Because if you're successful, ain't nobody's vote getting cast that day. So I'm telling you right now, I don't, I don't know that they're willing to go to the point of, because that will pretty much seal their fate. They, that would seal their fate, bringing a seditious conspiracy charge against him. And a lot of people are concerned from the legal aspect of it. And this is rightfully so. I talked to a lawyer yesterday, a very smart gentleman who's a friend of mine. And he read the J6 uh, you know, paperwork from the Proud Boys who weren't even there or did nothing wrong. And what they, they were able to convict some of these individuals based on their online influence of getting others to do something. That's how they were able to, they actually convicted based on that. And he's like, dude, this is what they're gonna do to Trump. Which is why when Donald Trump is asked about J6th, he is getting ahead of that prosecution by reminding everybody of the evidence that is to the contrary of what they're gonna try and suggest. Do you understand? One of the reasons for his answers in the, the CNN you know, town hall, and he pulled out the paperwork, he was very precise with his wording because he's basically saying, I've got the receipts proving I did not. And as a matter of fact, I did the opposite of what you're, you're going to try and charge me with. But that's what they're trying. They're going to try to do the same thing. They were able to do it. They charged those guys with seditious conspiracy. Uh, that's what they're, they're intimating that Donald Trump is going to be uh, potentially could be charged with. We are going to find out. This is a game of chicken. But. Here's what I want you guys to know. There is no scenario where Rod DeSantis ends up a president. Like, there's no scenario. He is a shitty candidate. The American public in MAGA specifically, which is probably 70 to 80 million people strong, even today, want no fucking part of any more corrupt politicians. And DeSantis represents Bush. DeSantis represents establishment rhino positions on damn near everything. He also, even when you remove that aspect of it, you remove, let's say we take out the partisanship, Democrat, Republican. He represents a fundamental move away from federalism, which is another major, major red flag. DeSantis is an authoritarian cunt. He legislates and rules that way. He's about his, he's white bomber, okay? He, it's the same behavior that Obama used, and Biden for that matter, of executive fiat legislation, where I can't actually get things negotiated and passed, so I simply write uh, in, in an executive fiat, and I just rule based on executive order type uh, legislation. It's bullshit. 
He is not an actual, um, what you would consider to be a statesman. He's not that. A statesman is very specific. It's somebody who's under, who comes from having a certain position and is capable of representing that position while negotiating and battling uh, with the opposing side to find resolution. That is not DeSantis. He's, a, he's inept. He's talentless hack. He, forget the charisma. He does not have the skill set to get things done in a negotiation with opposing parties. This is part of what you need to understand. Fuck, fuck his positions on things as far as like for a moment. Just set his partisan stuff aside. Oh, he's a Republican. He believes in this, this. Set all that aside. The way that he wants to rule is what should scare the shit out of you. And this is what people really don't, they haven't looked at on this guy. It's how he has chosen to get things done in Florida that should make you unnerved as fuck. Because most of what he's been able to do, it's been done through fiat. It has not been done through the state legislature. Now, just recently, he's got a few things done. But even then, he gave up huge concessions on very uh, important legislation. So that's not a win. To Patrick on YouTube, yes, Patrick's correct. He's weak. He's absolutely weak. Let me tell you something, too, that they don't understand, all right? Oof. I can get controversial right here. Not that it'd be anything new, but, like, hang on. All right. Miguel California, this is for you. Because I know Mike. And I'm about to use an example that he he's going to love. <clears throat> With the management of humanity and people, they try to get you to follow systems and classes, and they want to follow you. They, they want you to follow, I don't want to say parties because that's not the right thing, but they essentially want to be able to gatekeep so that they can keep you in line. Here's where I'm going with this. In politics, they gatekeep in this way, right, which is they <laughs> only the authorized get in, right? And so in order for you to be the United States of America, right? You've got to behave in a certain kind of way. The country has to have certain parameters. It's kind of like being a Christian, right? If you are, uh, you know, if you don't come to God through the means in which they say, or you don't attend their location of worship, uh, you will not be welcomed into the kingdom of heaven. You are not a, of, of, of God. You will not be, uh, you know, permitted by God into heaven the united states of america is eroding in front of you right now your borders coming down represent the fall of the physical representation of the united states of america but the united states of america before it was a land and before it was a uh, a nation and before it was before it was what it is today or even it ever was it was an idea the United States of America remains an idea. It's back to being an idea. We lived that idea for a very short period of time, and then that idea was eroded away, and, uh, and, and essentially they tried to overturn it and destroy it. Last night at midnight, the removal of your borders essentially represent the fall of the United States of America, the land. The idea remains. You are no less a Christian or a God-fearing American uh, if you don't go to church, then you are a uh, God-fearing American. If you don't have borders, you're still an American. And 
The ideas remain inside of us. We are America. We are the United States of America. Now, these people who, sat, who have set forth to destroy this land are not Americans. The Marxists involved uh, are not Americans. That is not an American uh, mindset. I would argue that somebody like DeSantis doesn't even represent uh, what it means to be in America. The fact that he is so openly and willing to legislate from a tyrannical authoritarian position tells you everything you need to know about his opinion of the Constitution and this land. The reality is, is that these ideals are within you. United States of America, much like God, is within you. And it's up to you to live that message and live that ideal. And the United States of America, while the land and the, the, the borders have collapsed, it does not mean the idea of the United States of America has collapsed, which is why we continue to fight for this idea and ideal. This is why you can never call this land the United States of America ever again until that wall has fully been erected and these uh, invaders have been fully removed. This cannot be a place that is simply... A, if you have a location in a land that has unchecked, unmitigated um, immigration, what you have essentially is a go-between nations. So if the United States of America no longer has a border, then that means that Canada is a country, Mexico is a country, and the United States of America represents a rest stop in between the two. That's no longer a nation. That's no longer a country. A country defends not only its rule of law, but that's first and foremost. It defends its, uh, its beliefs, its constitution, but also its ideals. This is why the fall of America happened in front of you via the culture first. Culture is what allowed the politics to erode and destroy America. America at midnight last night fell. America collapsed last night. We are essentially a nation of squatters right now. You have a home on a piece of land that no, is, that no longer has a border. Unchecked immigration is not being liberal. Unchecked immigration is not a humanitarian effort. Unchecked immigration is a complete and total lack of respect for existing citizens while totally creating chaos from the uh, probably those who are most displaced by their location. The actual humanitarian effort that should be made to solve the border crisis is erecting a complete impenetrable fucking wall with the appropriate security measures, deporting every single person who came in illegally back to their country of origin. And if you want to begin uh, a humanitarian aid effort, you then would uh, inject systems and export systems with potentially money if those systems are implemented to the nations of chaos. This is how you actually would do it. You would export your ideas and systems along with maybe even you send down uh, people who are experts in nation building and forming to these collapsed, corrosive, corrupt nations and you let them know you may get X amount of money from our nation, aid, if you will. However, it is it carries with it certain qualifications. One of which is you in, you basically utilize these systems in this method of governance 
and anything short of that we will result with zero aid. This is how you would actually solve your problem. America ran its course. The old version of America, whatever that was, in my opinion, ended last night at midnight. What it becomes from here is up to you and me. The bad news about being at ground zero in a collapsed nation is you're at ground zero in a collapsed nation. The rule of law means very little. You have very little stability. Your money is potentially uh, at risk. Your livelihood's potentially at risk. Your safety, absolutely at risk. That's the bad news. The good news in operating in a collapsed nation is it gives you an opportunity to reinvent yourself and your, your nation's identity in the eyes of those who conquer. We have not been conquered yet. You're living through a power vacuum of people vying for control of this land. That is why the Democrats and the Rhino GOP, while still being somewhat on the same page, are still absolutely adversarial because most of these people are total sociopath fucking narcissists that want the power. But God has not abandoned this land. God gave you a champion, an imperfect champion who's perfect for this time. His name is President Donald J. Trump, and that man has the ideas, the vision, and the ability to execute on those ideas to restore this land to something, not just restore it, but to make it something that you never thought it could be. Something that we've only uh, heard in whispers and corners of uh, you know, rooms and, and bars across this land, an idea of America. You still have the potential. Never forget that. You have not, your land has not been, it has not been, uh, I don't believe it's been cast out completely. I believe that God definitely has a plan for this place. I believe there's too many Americans that care about it and love, love it, frankly. I think that there's a lot of people who were moving in the direction of the tyrannical who now have stared firmly over the precipice and are scared shitless by what they see. Opinions and beliefs have changed in the last 18 months under Joe Biden. Those who collected checks for their traitorous ways, I believe, regret these decisions. I think when you realize being a multimillionaire in a collapsing society means fucking nothing because the violence will eventually come to your doorstep, you start to have an awakening. Many of these legislatures and political pundits aren't as rich as you think they are. Are they wealthy? Yes. Do they have the ability to disappear to the Maldives or some other fucking Fiji or some other remote location to live it out? No, most don't have that ability, which means they are multimillionaires in a collapsing society. Can you think of a more dangerous position to be in than being the richest motherfucker on the block when everyone around you has no food? Many are starting to come to this realization that they've made a huge mistake, that the implementation of Marxism, the implementation of communism doesn't work. It does not work. It never will work. People are scared shitless right now, and they don't want to get canceled, but they also don't want to accept what has happened. And so many Americans, don't let them fool you. There are, there are Americans right now who don't follow a lick of political news. They just simply live their lives, and they walk through, and they, they go through their lives, and they zombie walk through their lives every single day, 
and they don't know shit about what's happening in the news or political strategy or even who's running for president. Most Americans are in a binary state of mind. Here's what they know. This is the reality. The majority of your country, and I'm talking 90% of your country, does not view the 2024 election as a choice between a plethora of candidates. They don't look and say, okay, it's either Biden or uh, Robert Kennedy or, De you know, fucking DeSantis or Haley. No, no, no. Most Americans are operating from a purely binary uh, standpoint, which is this. Biden sucks, bring back Trump. Biden sucks, bring back Trump. They're not going to go to a Trump rally. They're not going to attempt a, uh, to attend a town hall. They're not going to wear MAGA hats. They're not going to put stickers on their cars. These are the actual forgotten men and women of this country. They have no time for Twitter. And if they're on Twitter, they have no idea about the political corner of Twitter. They're on the fucking sports corner of Twitter or the hip hop or the other. The majority of your American public are going through their lives saying, I made a fucking mistake voting for Biden or not voting at all. Or I feel that my, my vote was robbed from me for Donald Trump in 2020. And they're not going to listen to DeSantis's stump speeches. They're not going to watch a CNN town hall with Joe Biden or maybe even Trump for that matter. All they've known and all they know right now, the guy that we put in there sucks. And when Trump is on the ballot again, that's who I'm voting for. And I don't want to hear anything else. They're not interested in hearing about old stories of Trump saying that, hey, when you're rich and powerful and attractive and influential, a women will allow you to grab them by the pussy. No shit. We know. That's not even a controversial statement. The word let is always the one, as President Trump highlighted, the word that is taken out of that statement. They don't care about that. They don't care about false allegations of rape. They don't care about bullshit uh, President Trump leaving with boxes of information that he declassified prior to leaving. They don't care about what he may or may have said in the 80s or 90s. Their minds have essentially uh, been made up based on one thing and one thing only. My life under Donald Trump was way better my life under Joe Biden sucks. It's the greatest campaign slogan in the history of America. Did you like it better when I was the president or when Joe was the president? And your average American goes, Trump, that's it. This is where you're at right now, but your country today is in total and complete disarray. The bad news is you are going to live through chaos and violence and upheaval. The good news is if you remain true to your principles as an American, which means you are a patriot and a capitalist and not a pussy, you can maneuver in such a way that not only will you be able to save your country, you can potentially move your family and your friends and your entire community up the socioeconomic level. You can go up that ladder. You have an opportunity. More millionaires were made during the Great Depression than in any other time in American history, except, I believe, COVID. I think COVID was the second one. But they might be number one now. But prior to COVID, it was 
the Great Depression. More millionaires were made during that time period than any other time period. And it's not just because the rich got richer. We're talking about made, people who went from zero to million status because they were able to maneuver during a crisis, during chaos, and when the, the country comes out of chaos and stability returns, and it always does, you're able to ride that up. You'll get your country back. It's just going to suck for a little while. You have to fight like hell. You're going to have to fight like hell. All right. That was already too long. Oh, you guys going to talk about that woman? I'll talk about her. Fuck her. Fuck her and her bitch-ass kid. I see you guys over there. Hold on. Are you going to make me fucking pull over Dilly in the Wild so I can go in on Carly Bond? Is that what I have to do? Some of you follow that bitch on uh, Telegram. She tried to follow me on Twitter. Fuck you. You and your cunt son tried to attack me on True Social six months ago, not knowing I was going to turn into a 900-pound gorilla six months later. Meanwhile, you rip fucking memes from my team, remove their watermark so you can take credit for them. Eat shit, lady. Fuck that lady. Literally fuck her square in the ass. I never want to see that cunt anywhere near my shit. Anybody fucking uh, adminning any of my chats, don't forward her shit to my chat rooms. That fucking woman daily almost is ripping memes and deliberately cropping out the images of the Dilly meme team or ending them early before they have the closure, closer on them that have the Dilly meme team. It's personal. And that fucking bitch follows me on Twitter or tried. Uh, you can't find a bigger piece of shit than somebody that will steal someone else's work and try to pass it as their own. She has zero integrity. None. Fuck her. Her son's a little bitch. He better hope I never fucking see him in public. That little fucking pussy, he likes to hide behind Anon accounts and run his yap, but his bitch ass, you ever fucking see me at a Trump rally, bro, you better identify yourself. Shit's gonna be on. I don't give a fuck how old I get. You're, some things never leave your bloodstream, and that's one of them. His bitch ass, it's on if I ever fucking see him. Screenshot that shit. Screen record that shit. You can let Carly Bond know she's gonna get her kid, her fucking son. He's going to get his shit pushed in if he fucking steps to me at a Trump rally. If I see him anywhere, for that matter, I am about done with that. these people. She's a fucking pig. He's a fucking pussy. I don't want to see their names anywhere near my shit. The, her name is Carly Bond. She runs a fucking Midnight Rider Telegram channel where she steals memes, edits them, crops out Dilly meme team names, and then posts them. I'm letting everybody know... You either are, you want to promote her shit, you're not going to promote my shit, okay? Just let me know. I want no fucking part of these people. They always do this shit with no name, right? Her son talks shit with no name, just a fucking Anon. Just an Anon. Just a little pussy that runs his fucking mouth because he doesn't use his real name because he'll get his shit pushed in. Yep. They do this with everything. Yep. Nope. Fuck her. Fuck him. Fuck that whole family. That's where I stand on this. All right. Can we get back to Dilly in the Wild now? I am not happy. It brings out the ghetto in me. All of a sudden, I stop being, like, mature, which I'm not that mature to begin with. And then the ghetto side of me comes out, and I just want to fuck someone's shit up. So, look at this doll. Ah, he's a good, look, he's a good kid. That's a good kid right there. Ah, he's a happy kid. Got a Pokemon shirt. Looking slick. Pokemon shirt. Dilly 300 hat. Actually, this is a good time to interject right here. The, uh... The Dilly 300 hats, those are, I'm going to be placing an order for those probably today, okay? I'm probably going to be placing an order for these today. Now, I will warn you, 
We're probably not doing the black on black hats. We're doing some new ones for you guys. We're gonna do some new ones for you guys and they're gonna be limited quantities, but I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm, I'm trying to get the, uh, let me see. I mean, I, I gotta remind myself of what I'm getting. I'm ordering them today. I'm gonna tell you right now, when I get them, it'll be limited quantities. You gotta just get them while they're getting is good. Hats are not easy for me to do. I, uh, the, the, the hassle of shipping them is fucking beyond what you guys can imagine. So we're going to have limited quantities, but I'll show you what we're going to have. Here's what I'm ordering today. All right. I'll show you guys since we're on the topic of hats. These are going to get ordered today. We're going to do the, the gray with the uh, black background. And uh, I may actually change that to a white background now that I think about it. I may do the, the hat that I have because the hat that I have has the white. Hales, let's make this change. I want it like this. I want it like this with the white, not the black. Anyway, so ignore the top one, but here you go. These, these ones you can look at right here. So we're gonna do a red on red with black and red, and then we're gonna do a gray, black, and red, and then we're gonna do the uh, red and black that we've already done. Not doing a black on black right now because they're not available, but we're gonna do these four hats, except for the top one will be this one. Got it? Limited, limited availability. Limited availability. I'm just going to let you know the uh, pricing on hats is dog shit. And for that reason, they're probably going to be kind of expensive. I can't do anything about it. They're also a huge pain in my ass to even do. But I love you guys. So we're going to do probably a run of about 200 hats. And that'll be that. Okay. Now I'm fucking pissed off. I really wish you guys didn't bring that shit up in my chat. That shit, that is on some personal shit. That ain't even some business shit. That's on some personal shit. And now I'm fucking heated. I don't think you guys understood how much that subject makes me mad. I'll try to be bounce back, but I am not happy right now. Yeah. Uh, hat, hat, uh, raw hat materials are super expensive right now. Nobody can do anything about it. Let that name that we just were suggesting and talking about in here never be brought up again, by the way. Like ever. And I'm instructing my meme team. Please, I'm asking you politely never fucking bring that up in my chat ever again i don't want to ever see it in my chat again because it'll just set me off it's like an instant fucking rage <clears throat> but don't ever post it in my fucking chat again okay thank you this food looks amazing <sighs> that look good Asparagus. Mm. Oh, this is a good one. So she uh, was at work and uh, didn't realize that her new coworkers are all vaxxed. So she wore her shirt in and pissed everybody off. This is a, I like when you guys do this kind of stuff. Okay. I love when you guys do this kind of stuff because uh, you're like, oh, you guys all have had the jab. And they're like, yes. And you're like, cool. Um, great. I'll see you tomorrow. And then you show up with your pure blood shirts and just absolutely set everybody into a fucking tizzy. That's a beautiful thing. Oh, this is a good one, too. This is the corner of somebody's yard. It's really cute. <laughs> I had no idea that they made action figures of Ben Shapiro, but this person got a bunch of them. I thought they were just adorable. They're all just out there and shit, and there's a deal in the wild right down there at the bottom. But that's a very cute little uh, corner of America, and I thought it was a really... I thought that was cool. I <laughs> know. Oh, isn't that great? Oh... See, some things you can't get out of your bloodstream, right? 
Like, I'm never going to stop being a fucking Italian. And I'm never going to stop being a dude that had to scrap it all the way up through life. Like, some shit just, I'm like, When your whole shtick is just posting other people's shit and you you alter it, that's that's your whole thing. You just, I post other people's shit. I don't have a problem with people being aggregators of, of information. Just post it in its most raw form. But when you're presenting yourself as an aggregator and then you're actually making edits, we got a problem. Yep. Problem. Yeah, some people I just don't fucking like either, dude. Like, I, I just don't like certain people. And I don't like those motherfuckers. Because that shit keep, it keeps fucking happening. And I have a feeling it's her cunt-ass kid that's doing it. By the way, just letting you know, which is why I want to fire on, dude, if I ever fucking see him. Oh, please, God, let me see him. Hogman says he'll bail me out, so it's all good. <laughs> uh, anywho, let's get back into our Friday vibes. Friday vibes. I got to get back to him. I got a Q&A question that's brutal. We're not going to do it right now. We'll do it later. You know what? I wasn't the only one feeling fiery today, though. To be fair, it's a Friday, and we're all in our Friday feels but I wasn't the only one feeling some kind of way when he woke up and sure shit was like uh, out for uh, violence first thing this morning. <laughs> the problem with Ron DeSanctimonious is that he needs a personality transplant. Ayo! Those are not yet available. Almost all congressmen and women that served with him and knew him well supported me, some of them surprisingly so because of their relationship with Ron. I would say that when it comes to Lack of personality, Ron would be in a class with Asa Hutchinson, and that's not good. Ron's foreign trip was a total bomb. They didn't even know what he was doing there. What are you doing here, Ron? Why are you here? It was a mess. Thank you. <laughs> See, I'm not the only one who chose violence on a Friday. I'm not the only one that chose violence on a Friday. Isn't that nice? Little President Donnie J being like, you know what? Let's drop that desanctimonious uh, video I filmed. Nah, you like that one? <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. I like that one. President Donnie J letting Meatball have it. And why wouldn't you, dude? Crushing a guy by that many points, you got to still deal with his stupid-ass team. All they're trying to do at this juncture, I think they're just trying to run. Uh, I think Rod is kind of stupid, if I'm being honest with you. I think they told him, look, you'll be the default nominee if, uh, if we can get them to indict Trump, the uniparty, right? That's part of the nefariousness of what they're doing. They're like, oh, we'll put Trump in jail or try to suggest that he's going to jail, and we'll hit him with so many cases that eventually they'll have no choice but to just, like, let someone else be the, uh, right? That's the goal. That's what they're trying to do. It won't work. It won't work. But that's what they're going to try to do. And Rod was like, okay, I'll do it. Because he's like, I'll win by default. I've been assured. When you're dealing with people like Ken Griffin, you're dealing with Carl Rove, you're dealing with Paul Ryan, you're dealing with the Fox people, Fox News people, when you've got essentially the entire deep state in the bag for you, saying, yeah, we got you, don't worry, that's what drives someone's decision-making like that. Even though all the polling is destroying him, even though all of his uh, attempts at rallies or, or events is weak or they're weak as fuck you had to make it to where it was mandatory for these college kids to show up to one of your speeches mandatory because you knew your fucking sorry ass was gonna be lucky to get 100 people in the room you know how pitiful that is that's like having an assembly but for college kids 
Like, you're like, you have to listen to him. It's like, but this guy sucks, and I don't agree with him. I'd never vote for him. They're like, no, you must be here. Yeah, that's totally the guy I want representing my country. Remember I told you he was an authoritarian cunt? Yeah. You know what, California? He is a dork. Do we unleash this on them now, Mike? I think so. I'm like starting each day with a sense of possibility. Can someone get on the tailor? For the love of God, get close and fit. You let him out in the public. He goes to bed, wakes up, and looks like shit. Amateurs and free cats. Oh, while you don't need to flee in the campaign's head. Then this KC. How on earth are you making chocolate pudding? Because I've lost control of my life. The year just keeps getting clearer. Stevie Cortez jumped on a sinking ship. A super pack of failure. The campaign run that good. Come on, big strip. Make us get stronger. The living in the now rides on the wall. So the sun's gonna crush him. We laugh, we will mock them as they fall. We're destroying the closer. Champagne on ice, ready to pop the car. I think last night it's over. Please clap. Never Back Down Incorporated is responsible for the content of this advertising. Dewey! Oh, I know, how basic of me. Threatening to kick the ass of an anonymous account, right? I don't even know the fucking guy's name. I don't even know the guy's name. Couldn't even tell you. Dilly was on there. He's being an internet tough guy trying to fight an Anon. <laughs> I don't care. I'm mad. <laughs> I'm so fucking mad about that. I know. It's okay. I can still laugh at myself. I don't give a fuck. I am legit that fucking angry, though. Does not make me happy. I think it's something about... I think it's because I've had so much stuff stolen over the years, like from a content standpoint. That one hits me a different kind of way. Like, having my shit ripped off, is, it hits different. And seeing it done to people that I really care about, who I, I know put so much time and effort into things, it really, it, it does, it hits way different. Because it's not about clicks or anything like that. It's like the principle of it. Stealing other people's, like, hard work um, really grosses me out. You know what I mean? It really, really just yeah, gets in my cross. So, you'll have to forgive me, all right? Just makes me a little fucking, err. All right, we got a little news here, because I know, I know that Hogman is patiently waiting for the news. He's such a patient guy. And uh, do you want to know how you know something is really bad? Do you want to know how you know something is really bad for you? The news media starts telling you about it. It's true. All right? This is what they do. Remember I told you about Ozempic and I told you to run the other direction? Now they're trying to convince you that Ozempic helps natural killer cells curb cancer in people with obesity. So now they're trying to convince you this obscenely expensive product that is going to make you look like Rod DeSantis after weight loss 
it's also going to stop your cancer. Give me a fucking break. I, I cannot imagine how many poor Americans are going to start taking this shit for the purpose of weight loss and develop other issues. I can't imagine how many Americans... And what really makes me sad is the idea that, like, oh, we learned so much, Dilly, after 2020 and COVID, right? Like, everyone says this to me. Oh, I learned so much. Oh, fuck Big Pharma. Except for weight loss. Except for weight loss, I'll spend two, four, five hundred dollars a month so that I don't have to eat less food and walk. Like, there's a lot of Americans that'll go like, I'll go to this point, but not to that point. Look, I'm not telling you to turn away from from uh, antibiotics and like known quantities, known products. But dude, really? They got a brand new pharmaceutical experimental bullshit fucking diet thing. And you're like, yeah, I'll roll with that. I just, I, I, I don't know. I can't fucking help those that choose to go down that path for vanity. I think, unfortunately, you're going to be led off a cliff. But they're trying to sell you the idea that Ozempic's going to stop your cancer. You know what will stop your fucking cancer? Stop being fat, eat healthy, and exercise more. That's it. That's it. That's going to be... That will do more for you fighting cancer than taking some shitty-ass drug that they openly tell you. If you stop taking it, there's a potential for a massive rebound that's beyond your original weight loss you understand they're not disclosing the part where they're like hey if you ever decide you can't afford this um you're probably gonna put all the weight back on and then some oh and you'll never get your face back the way it used to look sorry sorry about your fucking neck yeek all right now I, find, I kind of wanted to choose violence today. I already kind of knew before the subject that we discussed earlier that set me off. I already sort of wanted to choose violence. And I was going to do this in a really shitty way. But then I decided, no, I shouldn't do that. So I'm not going to do it because I already chose violence on a different topic. So now we'll just stick to the headline. So, for example, this. Man electrocuted to death with ping pong ball up butt during botched masturbation. Wow, that's a lot to unpack here. Okay. All right. Let's start with those are two dudes, I think. I can't tell what I'm looking at, actually. I, can, I, I, they, I feel like they're, they're suggesting that he was watching porn. Maybe there was porn involved. Okay, there was porn involved, I think. How did he? I didn't, I didn't want to click the link, but how did he get electrocuted? Botched masturbation. You know, I appreciate a headline like this, though. Because if you, I can, I can essentially derive from this headline that he didn't finish. You know what I'm saying? So he didn't finish. So the masturbation was botched and he died. That's like the worst way to die ever. This guy's name could have been Ben Franklin. And have, if you die like this, that's the last thing that goes on your headstone. There's not a human being on planet Earth that could die this way and not be remembered for how they got killed rather than what they did during their life. You understand? Like, that's it. It doesn't matter what happened before this in your life. You are ping pong ball up butt guy who couldn't even finish. Why a ping pong ball? That seems like, should you have like a string or something? Aren't you going to lose that thing up your old uh, keister? Like, if you keister a ping pong ball, aren't you risking, aren't you risking like losing the ping pong ball permanently? Isn't that like a problem? No, maybe. Maybe. 
Dude, our boy Mags is doing big things over there. Mags, I just got your fucking DM, dude. I'm not sure if you're watching right now, but Mags just got another like from Elon Musk. Bro, if Elon Musk is uh, reading Mags' page, it means he's regularly consuming dilly memes. Just so we're clear. Just so we're clear. Congratulations, bro. That's a, that's a, that's a nice fucking shot. So you know what? Actually, we could segue. People are rightfully concerned about this. Let's talk about it. Might as well. CEO of Twitter is going to be this lady, top NBC Universal ad exec and World's Economic Forum Task Force Chair is the new CEO of Twitter. People are rightfully scared, right? You're scared. We just got free speech back on Twitter. Nobody wants to lose it to some bitch who uh, is a World Economic Forum member, right? Well... Let's talk about that because there seems to be at least a little bit of room for optimism, a little bit. Essentially, Elon Musk was liking tweets regarding what her role is going to be. Um, so let me tell you why her, okay? Based on what I read, it's because she has she successfully launched the what was it the the streaming peacock bullshit on nbc okay so they broke this down this guy broke it down on a twitter thread elon musk went and liked that thread from what i've deduced is that she's not going to have power or domain over actual content he is staying in his role of development at twitter and implementation but she is there because of her expertise of monetization. That is my understanding. And he also deliberately picked out a shit lib. And then according to this write-up, he deliberately picked out a shit lib so that she could handle the, the, uh, the economic side of Twitter and the implementation side of what they want to do from a monetization standpoint but that he would still be essentially handling um, moderation. It's what it sounds like. And yes, Trump's mustache, you're, you're seeing it exactly correct. Elon wants Twitter to become its own media company, like, like an NBC or an ABC or a Fox, okay? So do you have reasons for concerns? Hell yeah, hell yeah. Do we have potential for optimism for the future? Yes. But the bottom line is I think that the title CEO scares everybody, but the reality is Elon is the man. It's his product. It's not publicly traded. This is his, which means like, for example, if you think of other companies that he owns, name the chief executive officers. There's a bigger point I'm making here, right? Think of other executives that work for his companies. I dare you to try to name one off the top of your head without looking it up. There's a reason I'm, I'm making a point. If Elon owns the company and it's not publicly traded, it's Elon's company. And you're going to do the job I put you here for. The other part of it is this. If Elon Musk, uh, I, I don't feel that Elon Musk is being bamboozled, Okay. He just doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that's like, oh, I had no idea. Um, especially given that he's attached himself to the hill of free speech. 
that he's going to die on. So this is like the bigger point I'm trying to make. You can't name the other executives at Tesla or fucking the boring company or any of his companies. I don't know. I, I have a problem also with the other problem I have is shitting our pants every time somebody who is like associated with certain organizations, like every time they're involved, it's like, oh, I have to run away. And I hate that mentality. Like, I, I don't, I'm not scared of any of these orgs. So when you see WEF, ish, look, let me just establish something. She's a leftist globalist cunt. And, okay, can we just get it out of the way so we can all stop pissing our pants? She's a leftist globalist cunt. Most of them are. Most of them are opportunists who are trying to find a way up the socioeconomic ladder. Okay? Okay? Let's just start there. Let's just get it all out in the open. Okay. So the only question you have is the guy spent $44 billion on something that he feels is important to him. It's his company. This is actually now the true sense of a company that can do whatever the fuck it wants because it's privately held, right? It's privately held. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. At this point, it sucks, but dude, it's not even publicly traded anymore. They used to make that argument. Now it's, it's private, right? Elon has to continue to make Twitter something that's viable financially. Is she the right hire? I don't know. I don't think so. Do I think somebody better probably is available? Yeah. But I'm also smart enough to know that I don't have all of the cards. I'm not holding all of them. Right? I'm already just not a fan fundamentally of female CEOs specifically in uh, tech. I've, I've not seen that work out very well long term. But I saw people yesterday in social media brings out really the weaklings. If you saw that headline that this is the new CEO, I saw people literally go, I'm packing up and I'm out of here now. The fuck kind of mentality is that? I saw people literally yesterday saying, oh, I'm out of here that I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and deactivate. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. I'm embarrassed that you call yourself a Trump supporter. Like, that mentality, I was like, what? Like, we're not even going to just see if she just does the job that she's specifically hired to? Like, did you forget that Twitter is still run by moderates and leftists? Like, this whole time that it's gotten better, it's been run by moderates and hardcore leftists. Even now. Even Elon Musk will tell you he's not a conservative. He's a centrist. He's like, it's... So you can miss me with that. Don't be hyper emotional i see so much of that that oh well never mind i quit now I'm like what fucking quit why yeah there's no point You're, there's no point to packing your shit up early and running away that's silly don't do that don't be one of those people don't announce it publicly you look stupid you'll look absolutely fucking ridiculous Is, do we should we be concerned about her of course of course there's there's a lot of bad you know headlines associated with her but what are you gonna do there's a couple of things i will say and I have no idea. I don't know if this is indicative of her personality or what she truly believes. I'm just going to give you a couple of things I saw and I went, okay, interesting. All right, ready? So here's one. Here's exhibit A of me choosing to be like, okay, that's, I'm hopeful. Ready? Okay. This is one of her tweets from um, a couple of weeks ago. And it looks like whoever she was quote tweeting, you know, it's a private account. 
She says, if we abandon our history, how can our children learn from it? How can we teach them to be curious and invite them into productive discussion and debate? Question mark. Can we really raise them to be independent and innovative thinkers? Now, we're not going to get into a discussion about whether she's a liar or not because we're never going to know the answer, right? So you can miss me with that also because that conjecture, we don't know Linda Yaccarino. So I don't know if she wrote this and was like, I'm a liar and I like to lie on Twitter. I don't know. We can only go based on these words. If she's the kind of person, forget her politics. If she is the kind of person that actually believes in teaching the real history of the world, that alone I can live with to start with, right? Like I can at least, at least this, if this is indicative of her actual belief set, we can work with this a little bit. You understand? Now, I don't know if she's lying. You don't know if she's lying. But I'm telling you, let's just go off the merit of these words. If, if she's at least against Marxism and removing language from fucking books, we're moving in the right direction. You dig? So we'll start there. Then I went under her likes, right? I wanted to go under her likes because I was curious. And I can, you can learn a lot about people about what they'll hit like on. Now, some accounts like mine, you will learn nothing. Right? Because I like everything. Every comment sent to me, I hit like on. And I do that because I'm trying to give you like a heads up that I saw your comment. But you can't really deduce much from my likes because oh, for me, a like is like me nodding my head like, oh, I see you. Right? But some people who use Twitter, likes actually will show you a little bit about what they're nodding their head to. Does that make sense? Okay. So here's one of her likes. And it's from Kathy Lee Grifford, right? And, um, and she says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as in God in Christ forgave you. And so she's quoting scripture here. I don't have the whole thing you can see there. But my whole point is, if she's willing to hit like on actual scripture, again, we're at least in the, 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 we're in the realm of like sanity. Despite, you can have bad politics, but at least if you've got a foundation of free speech, a foundation of accurate portrayal of history, and a foundation of God, we can at least begin a conversation. And I think this is what I'm trying to get across to conservatives on my show. Like, I don't like that mentality. It's, and it is, I'm gonna just say it how it is. It's a Q-tard mentality. Like the Q-tard mentality is identify anything that goes against our particular dogma and kill it. And I hate that shit. What you want are people that disagree with how you want to solve problems, but foundationally agree that on some type of level of faith, free speech, and fairness. And that to me, is I think a little bit more like you can work with that. But what I saw on Twitter as a result, I made a lot of you know, snarky comments. I'm like, hey, don't do this. I had a big tweet that went you know, viral saying, hey, I think it's the wrong hire. And, and I stand by that, by the way. I, I stood by that because if she has any role in content moderation, it'll ruin the platform. If she is essentially walled off from content moderation and is simply there to focus on the media aspect of it, this could be really great for all of us, right? So that's where I stand on it. 
Um, I I just also like I w- I think it would be really weird to spend to overpay for something, finally turn that thing around, and then do the th- and then hire somebody that's going to turn it back into what ran it into the ground. Like logically speaking, it doesn't really like shake for me, right? Like why would you du- why would you pay double the price of something, only to spend six months working on it day and night sleeping at the office to fix it and make it profitable or at least breaking even. And then your first major hire, you hire somebody that you, that you're like, Oh yeah, they're going to, they're going to totally censor the platform and ruin it again. Like, I don't, we feel a little bit like we kind of maybe owe the world's richest man and the actual like rocket scientist guy, a little bit of fucking credit for that or, Dilly, you sadly just threatened another person with violence. Did I really? Another Anon? Is that what it is? I threatened another Anon? Death violence? What are we talking about? Did I just say something else? What did I say? What's death violence? What are we talking about? Is there somebody in my chat that I don't recognize saying that I threatened somebody with death violence? Can we threaten anonymous accounts with death? What are we talking about? Who else did I threaten? Did I just say something violent? Explain yourself. Is it about this topic? What are we talking about? I'm missing something. There's context missing from your commentary. Who did I threaten with death? What are you talking about? Did she say something? Did I say something about Elon Musk? This person's writing weird words. Okay, never mind. I'm gonna have to disregard you because I can't tell what you're saying. I was like, wait, did I say something about violence during this? If you meet them. I didn't threaten to kill anybody, you fucking retard. Yes, I threatened to slap the shit out of an anonymous account. Yes, that's how that works. Threaten to, to slap an anonymous account. Jesus Christ. It's an entertainment show, dude. Take the stick out of your ass. I'm like, violence, death? What the fuck are you talking about? I'm not a Muslim. What are you talking about? Oh, okay. Yeah, just nuke them. Get rid of them. That's fucking stupid. Jesus Christ. Simpletons. That's like, really? That's a derp-ass moment. It's probably a Q-tard that I pissed off. I don't give a fuck. Go ahead. Go ahead and uh, try to fucking do something with that. I don't even think it works that way. We have a cop in here. Hey, police officer. You, hey, everybody who's in law enforcement, can you get in trouble for threatening to slap somebody? Uh, that you don't have a name face of, like an Anon account? Like, if I threaten to beat up an invisible imaginary figure, is that a a, uh, threat of violence? How does that work? I actually legitimately don't know. It's it's a worthy question. If I'm like, dude, I'm going to slap the shit out of this person I've never seen and I don't know their name or what they look like, is that a threat of violence? How does that work? Dude, Trump's mustache, I hope you're right, bro. He says that uh, Elon is going to give the Dilly Show... um, Big media reach. Oh, and I got a couple of cops in here confirming what I thought, which is if you threaten an anonymous account <laughs> that you're going to slap them if you ever see them, uh, it's, you, can't, you can't prosecute that. Sorry. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. I kind of fucking knew that, though. <laughs> We're like, oh, my God. With death. Can you imagine? Jesus Christ, dude. Can't say anything anymore in jest. You can't fuck with people. You can't. You can't be like, I'm gonna slap the shit out of this anonymous account. People are gonna get all triggered and mean it means death. Give me a break. Thank you, Alan. Exactly. <laughs> Imaginary violence. Yes. Exactly. Tiffany, thank you for saying the obvious, which is no. You. It's an unknown person, so you can't. Doesn't work that way. This is how soft the right has become, though. Jesus Christ. Oh, hey. So uh, let's back to this Twitter thing. That was a weird comment. Um, okay, yeah. I'm on time. I want to make sure I'm not running out of time for you guys. Uh, delete that. All right. 
I, I deliberately am staying away from a specific a specific topic a little bit because I talked about it at the beginning of the show and I really like was upset. Uh, and that was the immigration problem, right? Like the videos are already coming out. They're horrific. Um, they're really, really bad. Uh, I'm only going to play a couple. Of, I'll play one clip and then I'm going to play a different, another clip that doesn't show the invasion. I'm going to play this one first. Because, like, you should see it, I think. It's, like, pretty relevant. This is like being an animal lover. This is like being an animal lover. Let's say you're a PETA advocate. This would be like if you were part of PETA and you were like, you have to allow the rats to infest your house or you're a bigot. And you're like, I just prefer to build a wall around my house so the, the rats can't get in and that way none of them can get hurt. And they're like, Nope, bigot. And you're like, wait a minute. What about once the rats are in my house, can I actually remove them then? And they're like, no, bigot. And you're like, well, I'm not saying I'm going to kill the rats. I'm just saying I would like to round up all of the rats peacefully in my house and remove them so that my food doesn't get contaminated and my, my home isn't destroyed. And PETA's like, no, you have to, the only way for you to be a good person is to let the rats live in your home and crawl on your fucking counters and climb across your food and shit wherever they want and leave their trash and everything else. This is so bad. And at least one U.S. politician who didn't necessarily used to hold this strong of opinion on the topic finally does. I give to you the return of Lion Ted. Let, 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 me, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. What rate of illegal immigration did we have in 2020? But you have Do you know anything? I asked you a question. How long have you been in office? Do you know anything? How long have you been in office? I've been in office 11 years yes, now. And this has been okay. the calendar in multiple administrations. Except your role. Okay, you don't get to argue with me. You asked your question. You, you asked your question. You don't get. You want to hold a press conference, you can do it over there. You have How are you? You want to hold a press conference, you can do it over there. How are you? Senator, so, so, so hold on. I'm going to answer his question. The talking point of the Democrats, which this media reporter happily parrots, is, gosh, the problem can't be fixed. There's one little problem with that. It is an utter and complete lie. In 2020, 
The last year of the Trump presidency, we had the lowest rate of illegal immigration in 45 years. You ask, what have I done? I've championed the men and women of Border Patrol. I've championed securing the border. I've championed Remain in Mexico. And we turned this problem around and solved it. And we went from Joe Biden inherited the lowest rate of illegal immigration in 45 years. And the first day in office, he made political decisions to cause this problem. And you should be ashamed of yourself because you're a reporter and you're not reporting facts. You're telling lies. Joe Biden made a political decision. Welcome back, Lion Ted. This is uh, absolutely true. He's 100% correct. 100% correct. He's fired up. He should be. He lives in the place that's being invaded. He lives in the place that's being invaded. He understands, uh-oh, we've got a major problem. Lion Ted gets it. The invasion's about to be so bad. So bad. Sometimes you don't need politicians to be right about all the issues. Sometimes you just need them right to be right about one issue. If the only thing you can get Ted Cruz to be 100% correct on is this issue, you could save your country. I think that the politicians of Texas are really, really, really underestimating the people of Texas. And no, we are not Team Cruz, Tiff. We're saying you have a correct stance on an issue. Ted Cruz hasn't endorsed Donald Trump for 24. Ted Cruz can piss in the wind. But on this issue, he's correct. Texas is more than capable of solving this problem if the people of Texas uh, do what they've done for fucking centuries. You're, you're about to live through some really fucked up shit if you're in certain parts of this country. And as many people as that they've got arriving right now at that border and they've already let in, I, I don't know. I don't know how long before you're going to get the citizens of a place like Texas um, starting to try and clean up their own streets or police their own borders or whatever. I saw a video from Owen Schroyer down at the border um, today, and it looks like he's losing his marbles. He's so pissed. Border Patrol was trying to keep him from getting near the border while they allowed illegal immigrants to cross it. <sighs> that situation is so fucking bad down there, man. And it's, it's crazy because we had talk the other day of uh, them keeping, what was it, Title 42 in, in place. It was reported in a couple of media outlets that they were going to try and keep it in place or that Biden was going to try and to, to keep it there, and then it didn't come to fruition. I think that they were floating the idea, and then I think it, it ultimately collapsed. It's bad. Bad, bad, bad. A couple last issues I want to hit on. A couple of final issues. The blowback of the CNN appearance from Trump is fascinating. MSNBC's Nicole Wallace bashes CNN for airing Trump's misogynistic attacks after firing Don Lemon. Nicole Wallace is, I've heard her speak. I don't know who or and how many cocks this woman sucked to get her job. And I mean this in the most unbiased, uh, like, opinion. This woman has no talent. I caught her clip by accident, and I was like, who the fuck gave you a job? 
Like, are you like related to like the hiring manager? I couldn't believe it. I, I, I was actually stunned. I, I wasn't real familiar with her. And then I saw a couple minutes of this rant and I was like, no way someone pays you to be on TV. And apparently she's on TV like all the time. I had no idea. I, I honestly had no idea that, that this lady, that Nicole Wallace was a thing. And, I, and then I saw it and I was like, what in the world? Like she actually has a job like doing this? Yeah, she works for MSNBC. Apparently she has a show. But like I saw the clip and I was, I was thinking, who the fuck gave you a job? This is weird. Anywho, although people probably think that about me. Um, let's get to this though. Anderson Cooper, Anderson Cooper viewers have every right to never watch this network again. How do you not fire this guy after the statement? If you own CNN, how do you not just instantly shit can this guy? Dude is literally telling his audience to cancel CNN. They were already in free fall. And Liz Wheeler points out something that the CIA hates when you point out. They didn't like this. They don't like it when I do it because I did it yesterday. Incredibly creepy that Anderson Cooper refuses to say Trump's name, only calling him that person. The left thinks you're not a human worthy of a name unless you swallow leftist ideology. Gross. Liz Wheeler, baby. Uh, DeSantis was using the same tactics for six months. He only recently used Trump's name. Just so we're clear, just so we're clear, Liz, rhinos do the exact same thing where they try to unperson somebody. And I told you, everybody, yesterday about this tactic and why it was so shocking to see the host of the CNN debate, or not even debate, town hall, willfully and repeatedly use the term President Trump. Here is this fucking creepy bastard not using Trump's name. Many of you have expressed deep anger and disappointment. Many of you are upset that someone who attempted to destroy our democracy was invited to sit on a stage in front of a crowd of Republican voters to answer questions and predictably continued to spew lie after lie after lie. And I get it. It was disturbing. It was disturbing to see and hear that person refer to a black law enforcement officer as a thug, an adjective he used many times to describe black men, and call Caitlin Collins, the moderator, nasty, which is what he calls any woman who stands up to him. It was disturbing to hear him speak so highly of QAnon conspirators and insurrectionists what? who assaulted police officers in our democracy on January 6th. And it was awful to hear him spread ridiculous lies about the election. And it was certainly disturbing to hear that audience, young and old, our fellow citizens, people who love their kids and go to church, laugh and applaud his lies and his continued defamation of a woman who, according to a jury of his peers, he sexually abused and defamed. As good a job as Caitlin Collins did trying to fact check him, it is impossible to fact check fully. I want to point something out. Actually, this could be beneficial to everybody. This is how the CIA and Operation Mockingbird Bird works. If you actually want to see like what they're doing, this is it right here. This is what, and, and Trevor is the very first person that knows. He goes, I love that he has a segment called What You Saw. This is absolutely meant to be brainwashing tactic. It's an old brainwashing tactic, but it's a brainwashing tactic nonetheless. Now you will reject this wholesale because you know the truth, right? You already know the truth and you've researched it and it didn't come from me. Like I didn't tell you the truth. And then you're like, that's the truth. You heard me say something that you then went and verified on your own and thus becoming your truth, right? 
But this is a guy who's actually attempting to continue brainwashing his audience. So it's valuable. Don't listen to like how it triggers you and makes you feel. Listen to how is his cadence and what he's trying to do. This is 100% CIA brainwashing fucking project mockingbird tactics. Because he lies so shamelessly. This is MK Ultra. Now, many of you think CNN shouldn't have given him any platform to speak, and I understand the anger about that. Giving him the audience, the time, I get that. But this is what I also get. The man you were so disturbed to see and hear from last night, that man is the front runner for the Republican nomination for president. And according to polling, no other Republican is even close. That man you were so upset to hear from last night, he may be president of the United States in less than two years. And that audience that upset you, that's a sampling of about half the country. They are your family members, your neighbors, and they are voting. And many said they're voting. You hear his cadence? This, this, everything about, he is peak CIA training. This is peak CIA. Like, this is absolute peak CIA training. Repetitive words being used. Avoidance of other words being used. You guys see this? This is like, this is, but they call this a show, and it's not. You're, you're showing up to be programmed. For him. Now, maybe you haven't been paying attention to him since he left office. Maybe you've been enjoying not hearing from him, thinking it can't happen again. Some investigation is going to stop him. Well, it hasn't so far. So if last night showed anything, it showed it can happen again. It is happening again. He hasn't changed, and he is running hard. You have every right to be outraged today and angry and never watch this network again. But do you think staying in your silo and only listening to people you agree with is going to make that person go away? To answer, yeah, the comment from somebody says, this is why they're all crazy. 100%. This is how you end up fucking nuts. Imagine watching that every night and then believing every word of it. Like imagine watching that and then not realizing that you're being programmed. The program, they attempted to do the same thing. They, they tried to do a tactic with Trump and it, didn't, it went off the rails. My guess is that the majority of mainstream media is still CIA assets. I stand by that until further fucking, until somebody can show me uh, where they're actually recruiting people from. But like, this dude is using their they their most of their programming and producers are still using that form of of uh, brainwashing for the audience, and a lot of people and it's, unfortunately it's a lot of older people don't know it. They just consume that shit and get more deranged. And actually, one of my members in my chat here says that he's sort of telling them to get ready for Trump twenty twenty four, and he is. You're right. That's correct. He it's the inevitable. They can see it on the wall. He's coming. Trump is coming. They can't stop it. And now we get to play Phantom and Rambles and Magical Trevor's meme one more time. On the evening of May 10th, 2023, President Donald J. Trump agreed to appear in a town hall on CNN, hosted by an incompetent fool named Caitlin Collins. Caitlin was disrespectful and nasty to President Trump. You're a nasty person. She interrupted him all night with disinformation and outright lies. To our country you right built now. about 52 miles of new wall when you were in office, Mr. President. Effectively turning a town hall into a live debate. Very few people have ever debated Donald Trump and lived to tell about it. 
next morning, Caitlin Collins was picked up on a roadside, blood-caked and screaming murder. The girl babbled a mad tale, then she sank into catatonia. The events of that evening are now known in the annals of American history as the CNN Town Hall Massacre. <laughs> ah, well done. See, I got to play it a second time. Isn't that good? You guys are so talented. All right. I'm going to run out of fucking time if I don't, uh, I don't get my ass in gear here. I got distracted. It's okay. It's the kind of show. I try to let the show just take me wherever I'm going to go. And you end up doing things and talking about things. Like I said, like I was, oof, I got triggered about something else, which thankfully it's a pointless subject. The thing that I got triggered over. Um, because I think I would have had an even harder time talking about this extensively right like i was gonna cover this extensively and i'm kind of low-key glad i didn't we touched on it just enough and i was able to survive uh <laughs> not saying the wrong thing about this subject but uh yeah very infuriating just let it simmer it's not good it's not good at all <sighs> all right if we're gonna do q a friday we got to start it right fucking now it's your time of the week you wait all week long so you can ask some questions so let's do it hi wendy i missed you too i didn't even know you were missing me have you not been watching the show have you not been watching the show what's that about i saw wendy on youtube says i missed you i don't know wendy but wendy says she missed me so <laughs> all right oh lauren eve i saw i know we'll play feel good friday memes just not yet it's not time yet don't ruin the surprises, damn it. Um, okay, you were banned? I didn't ban you. Where'd you get banned from? Wendy says she was banned. If you're banned, how come you're on YouTube? No? Are you not banned anymore? All right, here we go. I gotta go. Dude, actually, I have this one question that's in front of me. It's a rough one. You guys wanna, can we just start with the rough one out the gate? I banned her on YouTube? She says she was banned. Are you, are you trying to evade a ban? Wendy's on YouTube. Were you just banned on DLive? She says, yes, I just found your show and I'm able to chat. I think maybe she meant she got banned from like social media. I don't think she meant she was banned from one of our chats, unless I'm reading that wrong. This happens every day, by the way. People that were banned from social media and gave up trying to watch the show get re, they get re-added back to social media and then they're like, oh, I found the show again. This, that happens to me every fucking day. I get emails like that. Cause people are like, oh, I can't watch you on Twitter. So I guess that's the end of it. I'm like, what the fuck? So it could be one of those situations. Yeah, there you go. She says social media banned her for months. There you go. Okay. Um, I don't actually know if this question was meant for Q&A. So I'm going to read it. It's going to stay anonymous. Um, but it's relevant because it's for Mother's Day. And it's not an easy one. Dear Dilly, my mom is a huge supporter and fan of your show. She listens to you daily and loves this show. She put me on to you as well. And right now she's going through a lot of things after my sister was killed in a hit and run and left my nephew to be motherless. My mom is a great mom and a beautiful person. She's a lot stronger than I, and, than I know she feels right now and doesn't have as much support to get through such a devastating time. As her daughter and also a mother, I do the best I can to be there for her. But to be honest, I don't know what it's like to lose a child and as much as I try to help her, I don't know how. My question to you, is there any kind of encouragement or advice that you could give her and even me to get through this. And also, could you keep her in your prayers? I thank you for your time in uh, in this genuinely. 
Sincerely, a daughter who loves their mother. Um, well, I also don't know that experience of losing a child. Um, God willing, I never will. Uh, advice I would give. The hardest thing with, with that and how, I, how I've dealt with death, okay? So let me just, let me start there. I think you go through a period of mourning and then I choose to try and, and um, elevate the spirit and the memories of that individual into in my mind. I try to focus heavily on that aspect of it. So for me, that's where I go. I focus heavily on the on the parts that I got to experience and the gift, like the fact that she's now raising a nephew. And I think I know who this is, but um, she's always going to see her daughter in her nephew for the rest of his life and the rest of hers. Um, yeah, that's a tough situation. Yeah, I think it's a tough situation. I'm just, I'm of the mind when it comes to death. I, I'm somebody that really, really focuses heavily on what I got to, the gift of having that person while I had them. Um, it doesn't mean I don't think, I think when you lose somebody of importance, especially, like I can't imagine, but losing somebody that you, that you brought into this world, I can't imagine, but, but uh it doesn't, I think you're always going to have that sadness that will come up when you think of them. And I'm, I guess I'm trying to give advice on psychologically that path to functionality, to be able to function and still enjoy life and still have good days and great evenings and great memories. And I think that's kind of where I would go with this, which is like, you know, you got to have this person in your life and God called them home and you, uh, you know, it, we can judge that event however we choose, but at the end of the day, you're left with a piece of her soul, which is her son, and you're left with all these wonderful memories and her legacy. So it's probably how I would handle it up here. I don't think there's any right words to say to that person. I think that you, I think that you, you know, it's just a reminder that life is extremely short and that it's a gift and we've got to stay, um, We've got to stay focused on building a life every single day, whatever that is. Dude, Wendy, you're back five minutes and now you're banned again. You're an idiot. <laughs> I'm dead ass serious. Given what I was just discussing, can you imagine being new to the chat and asking about information on Nisara? <laughs> yeah, she's gone. Goodbye. No, Wendy's already gone. What an idiot. Don't come back to the show. I, you're an idiot. That was funny. She was here five minutes. And I'm like, oh, you're an idiot. Never mind. Can you believe that? She did that last time somebody says, what an idiot. <laughs> oh, that's actually low-key funny. I'm not even really bad. That was funny. It was just quick. She was back like 10 minutes. Just long enough to say something stupid. And then there you go. All right, I'm going to try to get to the rest of your questions. I'm slacking today. I know, I'm all over the place. I've had a long week. Plus, I had to try and threaten to beat up an anonymous account, so got to deal with that. <laughs> Do you have to pay a lot of money to become a wellness coach or life coach? What? No. How does one start that career, and what, what are downsides to it? This question is so bizarre because I've got in my whole career. I don't advocate for anybody to become a life coach, ever. I never would. I think it's fucking stupid and cheesy. I know. 
You're thinking, how? but you're a life coach. Dude, I did it because the free market demanded it. I wrote a book. I wrote a book full of advice and philosophies. And within three weeks of it being published, people who read it started messaging me, asking to pay me to answer their questions. That's, that's my whole amazing path to becoming a life coach was quite literally, I published a book and I was hella poor and uh, because you don't make a lot of money when you publish a book yourself. And I was like, okay, it's a bestseller. I have no money. And then these people started messaging me like, hey, I'll pay you a hundred bucks an hour to, to, to like coach me weekly. And I was like, seriously? And I was like, okay, I'll charge this. And I think I charged like original, originally I started at like $75 an hour or something. <clears throat> so I'm like, okay. Then over time, I, get, I kept getting people who asked me for coaching or, or advice. And, and I was like, okay, it's an hour of my time and here we go. So I eventually became a life, a life coach, but it was completely the free market requesting it. Um, I don't believe, I think, I think if you go to like a life coaching school, you're a fucking dork. And I think if you go through any sort of formal training for it, you're a fucking dork. I think to me, in order to be an effective coach of other people, you must have lived an extraordinary amount of fucking life and you better have developed your own philosophies to impart on people. So that's, that's why I'm probably such a motherfucker when it comes to like that question. I'm not trying to be rude to you. I get it. You're like interested in what I do. So I'll just tell you, you can do what I did. Um, struggle for 10 years, go broke, uh, make no money, have nothing going on in your life, hit rock bottom, write a book based on what you've learned from that experience, make it a bestseller, and have enough of your own unique ideas and philosophies in there that people ask you for, for your time and offer you money for it. Does that help? That's, that's how I would do it, because that's exactly what I did. <laughs> Otherwise, I think, I think being a formal life coach is a really, really gay-ass thing to aspire to. Don't aspire to it, trust me. It either happens and, it, and you should do it or it doesn't and you shouldn't do it. <clears throat> uh, I have a Warlord Dilly question. You are only as strong as your weakest link. Yes. One of the closest in your circle rivals you in intelligence but challenges you on occasion. Another in your circle follows you completely without question but as dumb as a box of rocks. Which is your weakest link and what do you do with them? I appreciate the way you think. Okay. One of the closest in your circle rivals you in intelligence, but challenges you on occasion. Another in your circle follows you completely without question, but is as dumb a, as a box of rocks. Which one's your weakest link? Neither. They're useful. They're useful. And intelligence, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. I only surround myself with smart people. So like, I have a bunch of really smart motherfuckers who are not just rival my intelligence, exceed it. And even those people will tell you intelligence is only part of the equation. The inability to apply certain elements of your intelligence uh, is a hindrance that most struggle from. Like emotional intelligence and actual IQ are separate. This is a much more broad thing than, than people realize. And intelligence also is measured only by like, like there are certain people that I surround myself with who if you used these nine subjects to measure intelligence, they would be dumb. And then you find a very specific form of, see, this is what people don't understand. 
to be successful in life and to be useful and to always be valuable, which is the word you want to really highlight, you need specialized knowledge or specialized intelligence. Specialized intelligence makes you extremely valuable. So when you're, you have a specialized intelligence, you can take that anywhere with you and you will always be useful and valuable and incredible, right? Having broad intelligence, I would say like a more general intelligence is actually a hindrance in many cases because if you don't have an emotional IQ to go with it, you're not gonna be able to succeed. Why are you guys triggering Trevor? What'd you say to him? I just looked down there. Why is Trevor upset? <laughs> because he knows he has the highest IQ out of everybody. <laughs> Trevor, are you upset because you have the highest IQ? You guys triggering uh, Trevor right now? He's like, I have a high IQ. What the fuck? Are you talking about me? <laughs> no, but like specialized intelligence is the most important kind of intelligence. I think if you, if the thing that you can really, that's valuable is, is, if you can increase and accentuate your EQ, your emotional intelligence, it makes you even more valuable. <laughs> California says he's not understanding this at all. You're, Mike's one of the best trolls we've got. Tiffany, God damn it, Mike is trolling and you just responded as trolling with a sincere, I'm not following it either. <laughs> I'm dead. All right, you guys are ridiculous. Tiff, he's trolling and you just were like, I don't understand it either. Oh, shit. Ah, uh, what am I going to do with you guys? Tiff says she didn't know EQ was a thing. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> We're moving on. I got it. That's a, I, I could be hung up on that question for days. Uh, all right. Uh, you know that I love the show. Uh, Randy, Tiffy, and the Dilly 300. You've impacted my life in, a, in more ways than one. I appreciate you all. My question to, for you is, how did you meet the meme team? California, Trev, Phantom Shadow, MDD, etc. Were you all friends prior to running with the Dilly Show? No. Much appreciation. Keep delivering the differences. Okay. Let me tell you. Um, I started broadcasting in the corner of my bedroom. And right out the gate, California caught the show. And, uh, and then he started filming his TV where he was watching the show with his phone. And then he would share my rants on Twitter. And, uh, and that went on for like a year or more, like a year or more. And then um, he came to the very first ever Dilly meetup in 2019. And, uh, and we hit it off. And then he went back to his life and continued to be a fan of the show on Twitter. And then COVID happened. And then we continued to hang out, like, like would chat to ch whatever on Twitter. And then I was banned from Twitter. And then Mike was going to be out in um, Arizona, and I invited him to the show. And he, and he was a guest. So that's how California and I got started. The rest of the meme team found the show slowly. We didn't become friends, I don't think, right away, because we didn't, we didn't uh, have a place yet. Uh, we formed the Dilly meme team in a more organized way, I would say, in January of 2021 just before President Trump was ousted. And so once, uh, once we were all banned from social media, I gave them a telegram room to come post their memes in, and I said, I will still play them on my show. <laughs> Mike, you dick. Mike says, still not close friends. He's down in the chat. <laughs> 
So, um, so yeah, so that's how the memers formed a room, and then we started getting to know each other, right? And then eventually, Mike would uh, be the one who married me and my wife, and uh, uh, Maga Devil Dog, uh, eventually, he was a big, he was one of the first memers who ever gave me something to put on the show, uh, along with Dre Fanzer, William of Ockham, and Soul. Those were like the first four, I think. Um, and then he brought Tiff to the show, right? He recruited her. He's like, hey, uh, this lady loves the show. She quoted your show. I was like, oh, okay. And then, uh, and then we all, you know, it's been, we just, we, we clicked. All of us clicked, and that was that. And uh, yeah, so a lot, of, a lot of them started off as viewers. And here's the thing I'll tell you about that I love about the meme team. And, and I'm going to single out Phantom Shadow on this one. And actually, Trevor. I'm going to give Trev and, and Phantom Shadow I'm gonna single out on this. Certain kind of individuals who've been on the internet a really long time that are really fucking smart, it takes a really long time to earn their trust just as a, not as like a friend, but as a viewer. So like, Phantom and Trev watched the show evolve over the years, but they stayed like really like skeptical until they're like, wow, it's like, okay, I agree with like a lot of this shit. And then they had access to me in a much more um, direct way in the chat. And they started getting to know me and were like, okay, all right. Like still kind of vetting like, dude, is this dude like, like for real? Because even to this day, I think the memers will even tell you guys, they know way more about me than I know about them. Like I've had the opportunity to get to know a lot of them and I give them advice and life coaching as best I can and different things. But I'm still at a disadvantage when it comes to them because- I spill my soul on this show every single day with all these stories about my life for hours, you know, fucking 10 hours a week, 12 hours a week. And, and then I'm limited to what I get to learn about them, you know, in the other direction. So they know, I know a lot less about them, right? And I try to get to know them, but how could, unless I sat and watched them every day, Monday through Friday, I couldn't really, you know, get all the nuances, right? So they, they're very, it's very hard to get the buy-in. Like Devil Dog, Mega Devil Dog is in the chat. Devil Dog took the, he was, he's somebody that kind of figured me out early and then stuck with the show and say it kind of similar to like, uh, to, to Trev in Phantom. Like it takes a long time to win over certain people because they want to see you in all different circumstances, right? When things are really good, when things are shitty, they want to see how you handle adversity. They want to see how you handle their bullshit. I think they would tell you that. Like, well, how does he respond if I'm an asshole or how does he respond in, and I think, that's where you really build like trust with people is when they're like, okay, I've seen them under almost every circumstance, right? Like, or they've seen me when I had no platform on social media, right? And they're like, well, he's fucking gone. Look how great he is. And then they go, oh, well, he's back. He's a fame fag now. And he's, he's, a, he's getting all the attention. He's going to Mar-a-Lago. Is he going to be a different guy? And then they're like, okay, nope, same fucking dude. So I think that's, that's part of it with the friendships with, with people that are really smart. I mean, how else do you get 28, really smart motherfuckers to buy into what you're doing without like overt compensation. Do you understand? Like they do this stuff because they believe in our vision for the country. And so in order to get people to buy in and self-sacrifice, which is what they do, because I'm not compensating them. I can't afford to right now. Some of them have been able to monetize what they do in other ways with their own um, businesses and production and commercials and shit like that. But for the most part, they're like, you know, spending hours doing something that they love and believe in. But uh, the buy-in comes from, like the only way you can get people 
of that caliber to buy in through self-sacrifice is an extraordinary amount of, um, I think, transparency and loyalty from me. So I try to give them as much of that as I can. Like, because when you pour, like, I was trying to explain this to Trev the other day, right? Because me and Trev were working together, we're getting him, like, feeling healthy and good because he had all kinds of, like, knee stuff and back stuff. And we're trying to, I'm working with him on a lot of things and, and tangible things. And, like, I try to explain this even to my wife sometimes, and it's like a new line of my thought. Like, I'm trying to measure success differently than I used to. And actually, Devil Dog, this might stick for you, bro. Like, I was, I was trying to put this into words for you, too, because we were having a conversation the other day. So, like, I used to measure my success through an individual prism, right? And it was like, maybe it was viewership, or it was finances, or like, hey, I bought a new thing, right? And then those were the things that gave me, like, credibility financially, that gave me credibility from a success standpoint, right? But then as I kept going and I went through like no money to lots of money to like good money and then like whatever. And then like even now where shit's it's fucked up, but we're still like the show makes money. We're doing well. We're fine. You know, um, but I stopped measuring myself that way. And I started to be like, like what I started to find was the parts of success that I actually could tangibly hold on to was the um, it, it was the success of the people around me. So like. Like when I was talking to Trev and I'm like, dude, your, your results are my results. And so like, that's how I am. So like when you guys write me your success stories, Brendan, I made a million dollars, Brendan, I lost a hundred pounds. It feels like a personal success for me. And that's how it is with the meme team. Like I've never had a million views on a video. My wife has, Tiffy has, the memers all have a bunch of times, right? I've never went super viral i'm not i don't think that i'm likable enough or shareable enough or attractive enough and i don't even mind i like it makes total sense to me but i've never went mega viral i i still think that i'm sort of like the hidden hand behind a lot of like political culture because i believe that there's the people around me i think are far easier to to push and make go that way than I am. And, and so I find like, but I don't also feel a separation from it. Like soul memes in California going super viral with a million views. You know what? I take that back. I guess my, my voice in that one meme, it's not my face, but my voice in that one meme did like a million plays. But, but anyway, so yeah. So that's how I met the meme team and that's how we kind of developed our friendship. And that brings you to sort of present day. And then you just go through that constant culling of the herd, which I always do, right? I do that in every room I walk into. It just happens. And that's good, too. Uh, you guys have your summer vacation figured out for this year. Beach, back to Texas. Ah, Trout, good question, bro. We are going to Florida in June, taking the family down for a week. We're going to be staying uh, near the beach, not on the beach because I couldn't afford it. Full transparency, I could not. I have a big family. I have pets. We're staying someplace about 10 to 15 minutes from a beach, and we're going to be down in Florida, so we'll have a good time. Yeah, we'll have a good time. Um, are you conv convinced yet that Dylan Mulvaney and Ben Shapiro are not the same person? No, they, they totally are the same person. I already knew that. Everybody knows that. Morning, Brendan. American Pete here. Uh, hashtag CNN Town Hall was awesome. Thank you for your part. I'd like to give a shout-out to producer Trevor for the little tweaks on the production of the show. I can now listen while working with the home screen off in my pocket. Good job. It's the little things. 
Thank you for what you do and how you do it. Thank you, American Pete. Trav is killing it with the podcast, and I'm so thankful that you're enjoying it. I want to give an update on my brother. He's been at home in hospice, but he looked a lot better when our mom uh, and I saw him the previous weekend. He texted her that everything went well with his scan. Also, Q&A Friday, I want to ask what you, did you use to get your book Still Breathe Itself published? I actually have wrote out four children's stories, but I've been unable to figure out how to go about the publishing side. Uh, there's tons of videos. Um, I, I had help. I, I, a friend of mine who is a genius uh, and was my, my editor, she helped me go through the process as far as typesetting the manuscript. And then we went through Amazon's self-publishing uh, platform that they used to have. I don't know if they still do. I think they do, though. I think they do. So you can still do that. Amazon has a self-publishing arm that literally has tutorials. That's how Camtastic was able to come out with the second edition of his book. Trumpy Trump says a big word. So that's how you do it. There, there's a way. But uh, Amazon's the best bet, dude, in my opinion. <sighs> Dilly, I love the part of Dilly 300 Town Hall Twitter challenge. What's next? This movement is a great way to support Trump 2024. We will find out. We let Donnie J lay out what's next, and then we uh, figure out how to support that. Also, don't forget the rally tomorrow night in Iowa. Dilly 300 better be representing. William of Ockham is going to be at that event VIP. So that's a cool thing. Dilly, I noticed that your Twitter page no longer says not a cunt. Does this mean you are a cunt or are you incognito or what? Uh, I deleted it because I was afraid that, the, um, that using the word cunt on my profile would get me banned. I like had it on there for a little while and then I was like, I'm not sure. Because someone I, I was chatting with got banned. They got suspended for using the word cunt. So I was like, Oh, man, that's disconcerting. So I, I got rid of it. Uh, Dilly, can I get an anniversary shout out? My husband Marcus and I are celebrating our 12th anniversary on Sunday. We met in college in 06 and got married in 2011. Thank you, Emily. Yes. <laughs> Happy anniversary to Emily and Marcus. Uh, congratulations on your nuptials and your anniversary. That's amazing. Um, Dilly, I recently started the carnivore diet. I am close to two weeks in and feel pretty good. I was just wondering what your thoughts were about this way of eating. Love your show. Keep up the great work, Alex. P.S. I think we need an occasional overtime with. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, I, yeah, I, I'm not disciplined enough to just stick with, um, to stick with the carnivore diet. I think it's really heavy. So, yeah. Yeah, I see you guys tell me to check the, uh, Telegram room. Just know that I see everything. Memers, I love you guys. Jesus Christ. If I ignore you, I'm ignoring it for a reason. <laughs> yes, I already know. Yeah, I already saw this. Yeah. I love you guys. <laughs> I already know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. You guys are so silly. Yes, I saw it. Yes. Did you? What did you want me to do? Did you want me to, to announce it? <laughs> you guys are so silly. You're so funny. <laughs> Do you guys want me to announce it? All right, I'll announce it. Okay, if you guys are excited, I, did, I thought like I was like, oh, okay, that's cool, and then, and then you guys are all like, <laughs> Mike, I'll kill you, bro, I'll kill you, for California. <laughs> all right, here's what the memers want me to share with you guys. Okay, so the, okay, fair enough. Hey, that's fine. So here's what the uh, memers are trying to share with you guys. Um, thanks to your efforts um, on. Thanks to your efforts on uh, CNN Town Hall night, um, 
we as a team were able to, to uh, successfully accumulate five and a half million imp uh, impressions on Twitter. So this is why we asked you guys to retweet because we knew we could reach. So think of it in these terms, okay? CNN's town hall reached three million viewers at its peak. You guys successfully drove our content to five and a half million impressions. So that's the that's why it's that's why they killed the hashtag, and that's why the Dilly Three Hundred should be proud. I, this is what I was trying to tell you guys when you do the when you work as a team and you stick together collectively. Think of the the what kind of impact does that actually have? Five and a half million impressions in one evening compared to three million viewers. And our impressions came from dank content, Agenda 47 memes, and hot takes. And that's where uh, I think we're trying to make sure you guys understand, like, that's really, that's valuable. We Because none of us have a million viewers, uh, a million followers, right? Like, none of us, none in the meme room. So when you're able to drive five hundred five and a half million impressions to your cumulative content, it's a very big deal. So congratulations, you guys. That's really a big deal. They're like, Brendan, Brendan. Like, yes, I know. I'm out of time. I actually am all, all out of time. Is my wife's not here? Did she leave? Randy, did you leave, honey? Did she, I didn't even know Randy left. She totally bounced. Oh, you just left? All right. That's too bad. All right, guys. Um, I answer as many Q&A questions as I, as I can. I got to go. I have to go pick up my kid. I'm going to be late. Sorry, this was not the Friday show I was expecting. I apologize. I let myself get distracted. I got distracted. I let my, my, my anger get the best of me. I got distracted by someone who pissed me off. That's okay, though. You want to know what's going to help us all feel better? Let me tell you. If this doesn't make you feel better, something is wrong with you. Okay? Like this... This made me feel better earlier when I saw it. right down because i got a little tale to tell this town suddenly there i was just dividing my time when little ladybug sidled up to my side she said hey you you see that son well you can keep warm with it all year long you're just gonna put it in your pocket for a rainy day good dig
Thank you, Lauren Eve. That was so good. All right, you guys, I got to get going. God bless you. God bless America. And God bless our president, Donald J. Trump. I am author Brendan Dilly, and I'll see all of you on Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern for another episode of The Dilly Show. Also, happy Mother's Day. Until then, let's keep taking it all back. See you guys. But there is no way. This is the United States of America. We're not giving up our sovereignty to anybody. Fuck that. We came too close. Now we're going back the other direction. We're not going to get calmer as years go by. We're going to get more fired up. We're going to want more. I want more. This culture war, you fucking idiots, is not, is not something about the just, oh, the next re-election. We want it all back. We want our schools back. We want our education. We want our higher education back. We want our banking back. We want our celebrity fucking entertainment industries back. We want our music back. We want our sports back. We're fighting for all of it. I won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of Americanism back and actually representing America. We're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach. We're raising children. You're aborting them, we're raising them. We're raising them to vote. We're raising them to recognize bullshit. We're training them to not trust the the, uh, government or the media. We're training them in weapons. We're training them in free speech. There's not a fucking thing the left can do about it. We're not going away. This is only the beginning. Globalism was a failed idea. That was the George Bush era Republican, rhino, sellout, scumbag, globalist approach to things. This is a new America. This is a new America that resembles the old America, except for with a lot more wisdom. And you're just going to have to get used to it, lefties. We're not going anywhere.